Okay, you're the host. Welcome to the twelfth oh. episode of If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me, oh, also known as Mr. and Mrs. Big Pile of Dust. This is the finale. Can you believe it? I'm here with my my co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello, Daniel. Say hello. He has a hair. <laughs> so, Prophecy Girl, we made it. We made it to the end of season one. I can't believe it. Twenty years ago today, Buffy the Vampire Slayer would be over. Possibly, for all they knew. Possibly forever. Forever. Based on the feel of this episode, I would say... It felt contained. Yeah, they didn't know. Prophecy Girl. Prophecy Girl. Here at last. Episode 12, we made it. It was prophesized. We made it. Everything's great. We didn't even do a prophetic dream to open this one, which, I mean, like... We did a couple prophetic dreams throughout the episode, which were terrible. We did? Did Well, it was the sink with the blood or whatever. Oh, that was just, like, a weird... That was real. ...happening. Yeah, that actually I think that was real. Yeah, because, like, Jenny brings up the... uh, It's supposed to be a sign of the apocalypse. Cat gave birth to snakes, like, all the weird stuff. Yeah. Okay. Daniel, I'm not convinced you watched the show. The Master master is pretty seriously nigh. (laughs) I would say the end is pretty seriously nigh. Um, so the very first thing, the WB guy's voice. I so we watched two different it. versions of this show. We I do. watched it straight up. The episode started. Y'all got some takes on the WB guys and like all of the <laughs> previews. So lay it on me. I will say nothing because I have nothing to say. I'll just eat this piece of pizza. The previously on for this episode contains all 30 seconds of relevant information. For this episode, <laughs> which should tell you how much relevant information there was throughout the season, because well, the whole season, yeah, there's like two scenes that matter for this episode. It's sort of got what were the two scenes? Look, I'm not a scientist. The slow mo Buffy was really cool. Um, I liked it a lot. Wait, she was so busy seething, she didn't even watch it. <laughs> we started. Yeah, I was eating my pizza. I thought we would go on the have a nice little end to. I mean, it's the two seconds of Angel and and Giles being like, "Oh, the Codex," blah blah blah, and then now you're telling me I could have I I could have had another piece of pizza. I don't care about your pizza. Uh, All right, so we're starting the episode. (laughs) Second slow mo Buffy scene uh, in the in two episodes. We had it last without out of mind, out of sight, uh, with her like being quiet. Oh, that's right, we did because she was invisible, and now we have this slow mo scene with her fighting. I, I think that they made a point to ramp up her getting better. I find it. She even like mentions three in one night. Giles would be proud. Like we started the season, she was struggling to fight. My problem one was where was Giles? Like why is Giles like why is he not there? I get it. He can't be there every time, but like it felt like me and Giles are on the outs. I wish that I could prove myself to Giles. This show is not serialized enough. For this to be a thing. When you say me and Giles are from the outs, are you pretending that you're Buffy? I mean, yes. don't we all pretend okay. we're Buffy? I mean, I, yeah. I certainly see myself through Buffy's eyes. Well, I think that's a big point of this episode is where where is everybody? Buffy is alone. Buffy's alone. Buffy's alone. Uh, that's something we deal with throughout the whole show, actually. A lot of conflicts. I mean, there wouldn't be a show, probably, if we just fucking talked to our friends and just did this as a team but it wouldn't be the hide, worst show because secrets. a lot of the episode saviors are that it's just friends talking and then there's bullshit around it but the friends talking was the best part so i think there is a show with friends talking but i get what you're saying you have to move something forward right yeah because there'd be no conflict a lot of the times if they just talk to each other true true yeah. did things together well i think even like the pack is probably the only episode this season where it's like 
There would still be conflict, though. Buffy would still die. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. Well, true. And we all love our fucking prophecies. What, so there's homework now? When did that happen? It was think... set up as a double twist, right? Because she gets there to the master, and the master's like, the thing about prophecies is they don't tell you everything. If you hadn't come, I'd still be trapped. Right. So he kills her, but then, ooh, twist again, she comes back. Like, no one thought that was going to happen. Like, the end should have been, she died. Can you imagine how great this episode would have been in season seven? Because, Jesus, that ending with them fighting is terrible. I know I'm jumping ahead. It's it's a non-fight, yeah. That fight is terrible. It's just like, oh, I see a thing. I'm going to throw you on that thing, and I'm just going to weirdly choke you, and you're just going to go. While being choked, I'm going to reverse choke you and throw you through a skylight. It was rough, but I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. But okay, good point. She did die. All right, prophecy fulfilled. I don't know. Like it it wasn't fulfilled because but hell it, didn't take over. It was. But then she t- put him back in the hell. What? what? Amen. Needs to be said. The prophecy <laughs> was fulfilled the way it was supposed yes. to be. It was followed. But at the same time, well, I do think that you can say it is like a weak thing to rest on. And they used it as a plot device to force Buffy to confront the master when she wouldn't have otherwise. He would have just stayed down there forever. If the prophecy hadn't existed, she she never would have followed that kid. Right. Like, I don't think she would have been duped into going into the tunnels. And, no. I don't know. And also, the way that it all turns out in the show, quote unquote, if it's still continuity all the way through is that the master is still the master so this whole shot of like him with a skeleton almost just spits in the face of like continuity because this dude comes back as a fleshy person living in the hell mouth in season eight so it's all just like none of this even fucking matters but darla gets dusted and then she gets brought back for angel truth back to the beginning of yeah the episode. <laughs> this is not a recap show <laughs> yeah don't it's forget not- I didn't say that this no, time. You didn't. Because you said you could probably not say that anymore. Well, I said we kind of are. So I think that if... we don't have to be, but you're forcing us to be. What would you like to talk about today, Daniel? <laughs> the Let's... Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, no. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I didn't even know that was a sports team. I think this episode feels more like a movie than maybe any of the other episodes. Yes! Yes! Shakers! This is a sign. We are in the final day! My time is come, glory, glory! What do you think? 5.1? The master is so overjoyed at the earthquake, it's hilarious. He's just like... <laughs> I love what it. 5.1. so good. 5.1? Yeah. Well, the anointed is almost so ineffectual in this whole episode, too. He's just like... He didn't really say much. He doesn't need to exist. He never. Uh, well, I to know exist. your take. Well, someone so needed to lead her to the master, but it, like, why did he have to be anointed? Why couldn't you just get any old kid? Like, hey, hey, I'll give you some candy, kid. Right. <laughs> Kids will totally be down for that, especially or just like, send one of your other vampire like minions. You've got a bunch of them. That's true. Like, why couldn't Darla just like not get killed and she could find Buffy and take her? And also, don't kids know. don't have parents in this town. It's like just. They don't. You know, like, the anointed doesn't have to live in your squalor down in the fucking, like, middle hey, of the bowels of the world. that place was pretty classy. Look I mean, at was, all those candles. But where that do was you th- some dope lighting. But where do you think the kid was living? Probably in some little hovel off on the side. So, you don't need to have the kid live in the hovel, but you get a vampire to sort of groom the kid. The kid can do what you got to do kid stuff with. It seems <laughs> weird that it's like, you have to be here. Like, with the master. 
Like, if I was a master, I'd be like, this is disappointing. I am the master. I've been around for thousands of years, and I'm dealing with this fucking 12-year-old. Well, throws rocks down let's just say that Spike gave the anointed one some mercy because we all see how it ends when a child is turned into a vampire. Thank you. And Rice. Earthquakes are terrifying. Have you guys ever been in an earthquake? Or? Yes. You have? Yeah. Oh, oh I guess, yeah, uh, being on the West Coast, they have. Yeah, I think I've been in like three or four. Wow. Ah. <sighs> Have you? I mean, we haven't. None had of them one have since... been incredibly dramatic. Like, well, there's know, one that's going to wipe us all out here in the West right. Coast. But, but remember, actually, when we first moved here, at the Brookside place, there was a, like uh-huh. a, a, a fucking earthquake that happened. I guess, but it, yeah, it just felt like a weird vibration. We didn't even know it was an earthquake, and it just yeah, it just makes me feel like I have vertigo for a second. Just like hmm. weirdly. Dizzy. Well, there's been like two or three times where they're like, earthquake recorded in downtown Portland. I'm like. What? Didn't, didn't, and that's really what it is. Like you just, they're so small, you can't feel it. But there was one when I was like ten that was enough that it woke me up. Oh shit! See, that's what I'm talking about. Like that was those like, are terrifying. That was that was definitely the worst one. But even then, it was like nothing fell over. It was just like you know, your bed is shaking, and you were like, oh my uh, god, I guess they go stand I in the give doorway. You your TV back so <laughs> that it breaks on your watch and not mine. That sounds good. Giles in this episode is so frazzled, but I love it. He's got a great vest on. He's got a five o'clock shadow. He is being like he's like living in the library, yeah. which is so Giles. He's wearing the same outfit day after day because he is living in the library. I gotta say, Buffy and Giles. I, I think every scene that they were in the whole episode was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I remember the drill. One Slayer dies, next one's called. Wonder who she is. Will you train her? Or will they send someone else? Buffy, yeah. To say how he's going to kill me? Do you think it'll hurt? It's but so sad. Buffy and Giles are good in every scene together. Um, but I think it's interesting because we established pretty quickly that Giles knows Buffy is going to die and he needs to like confirm the details or whatever. Oh, it's sad. And then Buffy rolls up like high on her three kills and is like... I have to go deal with my fate now or whatever. And Giles is like, what? And the Buffy's like, my biology test, like completely oblivious. Which is legit. <laughs> biology is not fun. And that was fun compared to later with Joyce being like, I had my whole life ahead of me. Yeah. And then Buffy being like, must be nice. Yeah. Even I was bored and I'm a science nerd. Don't say that. I'm not ashamed. It's the computer age. Nerds are in. But they're still in, right? Nerds are in. Nerds are in. We know what Willow's email address in is. It's definitely geekgirl at aol.com because nerds are in. God geekgirl, damn. what's the number? Though? Who cares? Geekgirl. 1905. Wow, you are really upset. Let's talk about Xander and Buffy. Well, first, Xander um, practices with Willow how he's going to ask Buffy out. Okay, yeah, so he's going to ask her to the spring fling. This is the moment he's been waiting all season to tell her how much he likes her. And now he's going to do it. And so. He goes up to Buffy and basically says, I don't know exactly what, but says, I like you. I want to go to the dance with you. I think you might have these feelings, too. And then said, like, say something. And she was like, I'm sorry, Xander, I don't. Oh, and first he says, be honest with me, though. I can wait. And she said, you know, I don't have those feelings for you. And he says, try. I'll wait. A guy has got to be undead to get time with you. And then basically unloads on her about how much 
Angel sucks and then walks away. Which I thought was pretty much your classically stereotypical nice guy TM. Right. Starting in at the friendship, what he would consider ground floor, and hoping that it will someday evolve into something more than that. But that makes him shitty on so many levels. (laughs) Yes. Well, she blames, he blames Buffy, he blames Angel, and he thinks the only reason that Buffy would not want to be with him is because she likes Angel. As if... If Angel were out of the picture, of course Angel would be number one choice. Like, it's all this weird, toxic, bad, patriarchy things that, like, that whole conversation uh, where the extreme version of that is somebody going and killing a whole bunch of people at UC uh, Berkeley because... But I think the weird thing, I mean, she said, like, you know, I don't want the friendship to be spoiled, which they're definitely friends and they are all the way through. And we know as an audience, too, that, like, you guys have something very special and it's weird because Xander doesn't know that. He doesn't understand that he can be friends with someone and not have them be a love interest. Same way with Willow, too. So he's, like, going but off on He knows this. that because he's been friends with Willow for years. True, but he, has, but he has the same feelings that Buffy has towards him. Xander put himself in a shitty position because Buffy's never shown any interest in him. When she was cursed in Witch, she said, you're my bestest boy-shaped friend. You're like a sister to me. And it seemed like that curse was kind of like her being drunk. Like, truth serum. She's saying what she feels. And he was like, ouch, that hurts. And it's like, she established early on she has no romantic feelings for you. And not only that, but she's been mooning over Angel visibly in front of you for weeks, if not months at this point. And you know she's not over him. I suppose some girls might find him good-looking. If they have eyes. All right, he's a honey, but... So, why would you think that if you confess your love to her that she would suddenly be like, Oh, Xander, I never considered you. So then to be angry at her for saying no, like, he was only being friends with her so that maybe one day she would decide to like him is, like, the shittiest kind of person you can be. Like, that's... Not someone you should be friends with to begin with. True. And but I mean, plot. Obviously, Don't forget about plot. But obviously, that's it works what... out. Xander gets over it, and that's nice eventually. But does, does he not, uh, just speaking future, does he not? He gets over it pretty quickly, right? I mean, next season is the Cordelia Willow thing, right? Uh, that all happens next year no, or season, season three. three? He gets with Cordelia next season. But next the... season, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just curious because I feel like it but does But he still drop. likes Buffy because that is the ultimate rub with Cordelia. Season eight, he still likes Buffy. I mean, I, I don't know. think it ever, it ever I mean, goes away. I, I mean, I think if, Will, if Buffy turned to Xander at literally any moment in their existence together and she said, I want you, he would be absolutely on board. But I think he lets go of the idea that that's going to happen. Like, he still likes her, but I think he stops hoping... That she's going to like him. Well, I guess it could be worse. I could have gangrene on my face. That idea that, like, when Willow and Xander get together, it's almost one of those things where you never think it's going to be. And so when it sort of happened... Maybe Joss Whedon assuages his conscience with the, well, Willow likes Xander and Xander likes Buffy. So every time Buff- Xander's like a nice guy, TM... It's okay because Willow's doing the same thing, but it's not at all that way. Because Willow is not just friends with Xander because she wants to get in his pants. She also has no expectation for him to date her. Right. True, and she doesn't want to. So how does it all play out when they finally do get together, though? Because they both make that decision. Somebody does when they both They think they're going to die. Whatever. Right? It, oh, no, no, well, no. It I starts I before that. Remember. They just get caught. It starts before that. They get yeah. caught. Dance. 
Yeah, the and Willow puts on a dress. You think I want to go to the dance with you and watch you wish you were at the dance with her? You think that's my idea of hijinks? You should know better. She, he sees her in the dress. Mm-hmm. And she obviously liked that. They, I mean, they both did it, right? I mean, they yeah. were both there. And I'm sure they have some stupid uh, throwaway line about like, you ever not see something that's right in front of you the whole time? <laughs> oh, that's and good. now that I'm thinking Are about it. Are you a TV it, writer? That's amazing. Because I just said that Willow, or it's nice because now Xander can get over it. He And you said, I don't know that he does. And I feel like he doesn't because in the next season, Willow and Xander have the whole summer together because Buffy leaves and she goes to LA to stay with her dad. Oh, yeah. And so they have all summer to hang out and Willow's clearly had a great time just having Xander back to herself and like they're talking and they're playing like a movie game and then Xander bops her with his ice cream cone and he's got like, she's got like ice cream on her nose. When is this? This is in the next, next episode. The beginning of the next episode, oh, no. season two. Okay. Jesus. And then, so they like lean in really close and there's like that moment where you're like, oh my God, they're going to kiss. And you can tell Willow's like expecting it to happen. Oh, and then, painful. and then Buffy bursts through them and stakes a vampire and is like, hey guys, I'm back. And like ruins the moment. It's all over. And Xander's clearly like jumping all over her. And then I think Xander looks at her and is like, you've got something on your nose. Like completely has forgotten about it. And Willow's like, oh. I think you'll be very happy here with your musty old books. These musty old books have a great deal more to say than in any of your fabulous web pages. Jenny hasn't been in enough episodes. Jenny Calendar, that baby. her reintroduction Jenny. requires her to say, remember when I helped you cast that demon out of the internet? I helped you cast that demon out of the internet. I think that merits some trust. Everything she says in this episode is golden. It's true. And then uh, she rags on him like, you're wearing the same outfit as yesterday. It's like, bitch, I am doing <laughs> work right now. You need to calm down. Can't get on the net with down. with a brother Loki or Laka, <laughs> brother Luca, brother Luca. Yes. Yeah, you got brother Luca over here. I am brother Luca. I have to do brother Luca work. We are brother Luca. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be said that Jenny Calendar says what is one of the best lines in the show to date. I would say the end is pretty seriously nigh. I like that she says it with such confidence and calm, like she's experienced many apocalypses in the past. And is just like ready to face it and head she knew. on. Giles understood. She's like Giles Wilson. It's happening. I sent a global out. That's what's <laughs> well, it's happening. just to jump to that conclusion. Like obviously, it's the end of the world. I mean, a cat had snakes. Right. The world is over. Just tell me what is fucking happening, because right. I know you know. <laughs> Can I deal with Moloch, or is this another thing that I'm doing? Because I need some guidance. And Giles is like, I'll tell you later. Not appropriate. When the world is coming to an end. I feel like there is you no later. need to tell her. <laughs> you need to trust her. Well, I have been surfing the net looking for unexplained incidents. You know, people are always sending stuff my way. They know the occult's my church. Anyway, here is the latest. <clears throat> Kelly, get boyfriend this under that we've never control. seen before is the nicest guy ever. And I'm like, of course, we'll never see him again. And I'm like, why not? Where is Kevin going to go? And then he dies. All right, and Kevin. I said, Cordelia's BF. Like him. Right? Exclamation point. Oh, I didn't write about him because I don't care. He was just so oh, nice. He was so nice. He was like, he was really I've nice. got banter. And she's like, I love banter. Basically. And then at yeah. the end, she was like, oh, he's so cute. Everything. I, I felt I really good. And then it's like, it's not cute. I'm angry. I'm upset. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you guys were the best. And then they were dead. He definitely won't end up dead in a room full of people with cartoons on. <sighs> there they are. They're watching cartoons. 
That's so cute. That's not cute. That's annoying. I'm annoyed. Right. I'm furious. Men, I don't know why we put up with them. And also, what did, what did Snyder do about oh these Snyder. four or five people that have been, like, killed? Their necks have been just ripped apart. Come on. Leather jacket alert. It's too baggy to be, like, Buffy's jacket, but it's also still a female cut jacket, so is it Angel's? We'll never know. And then, the best scene of the entire season, um, the, with Buffy being... Joy? No, that's not yet. Uh, with Buffy After and Giles. Buffy over here is Giles and Angel talking about how she's seriously going to die. The next seriously, day. one of the best pretty scenes seriously. of the entire... Her death is pretty seriously nigh. Right. It's pretty seriously nigh. All right. And... <laughs> I'm gonna be putting Kelly's frustration is pretty seriously and high. I'm gonna put that over and over God and over. Damn it. Um, no, that was seriously one of the best nigh. Ex- oh no, it was one of the best <laughs> scenes of the. En- <laughs> it was one of the best scenes of the entire show. Giles, I'm 16 years old. I don't want to die. It was so yeah. good. It was so good. I, it was probably I was, the best. I had goosebumps. So and I felt uh, my eyes tearing up. It was it was really powerful, profound. Yeah, it was this really when it's appropriate sad. To play it, the clip. Well, it pulled the stakes into perspective because everything before has been kind of like fun and games. Like from the very first episode through, it's just been sort of like a party. Like we're just friends hanging out. And even with Buffy staking those three vampires at the beginning, she was just like, right. "Woo, whatever!" Like enjoying it. And then this is the moment where she's like, "Oh my god, I could die doing this." Giles care. I'm putting my life on the line battling the undead. Look, I broke a nail, okay? I'm wearing a press-on. The least you could do is exhibit some casual interest. You could go, hmm. Hmm? I'm, I'm sorry. Um, so I'm very glad that you're all right. Um, I, I need to verify. Um, I just can't really talk right now. Fine. That's okay. I can't put it off any longer. I have to meet my terrible fate. What? Biology. I don't understand why none of Buffy's friends go with her to fight the master. <laughs> Move it it's right like, along. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, it, it ha- there's multiple points where our friends could go with Buffy, and I don't understand why they don't. Well, I don't understand either. And they so, were just like, see ya, have fun. Well, well, I mean, she punched Giles out, which is what it is. But Jenny should have been like, hey, bitch. I think, I think that maybe why it didn't happen, even though it seems so obvious that they should come and help her, because she needs help, whatever, is that the theme of, like, aloneness happens throughout this episode. In the, like the entire show. Well, yes, but it's, like, heavily punctuated here. Like, Xander is alone. No one wants to date him. Buffy is alone. Like, when you die, you ultimately die alone. It doesn't matter when, if they come with her, she's still going to die. They don't need to be there for that to happen. Right. And I think that's why. She's like, I don't want to put you in danger. Like, if it's danger enough, dangerous enough that I'm going to die, I can't protect you. The last thing she says to Willow is, take care. Like, right. I can't be here for you anymore. I have to do this alone, which is why she goes up to the roof alone, why Angel is not helping her, because... No one can help her. Like, at the end of the day, like, the Slayer's journey is, like, an alone journey. No one else can come with you. No one else can, like, take that road with you. And I think that's why it's so powerful at the end when I feel like that switch flips. Like, she's recognized that now. Like, she knows that she... No one can help her. Like, Giles can't be there to approve of what she's doing because he can't He can't save her. He can't be, right. like, the father figure who swoops in at the last moment. Because well, I liked when she walked out and was even, like, with the kid. 
which is like I know where we're going and he's just like cool yeah <laughs> let's do this I mean I know Kelly loves the yeah. annoyed I know who you are <laughs> it's really good to see little him. baby hand <laughs> sorry we're talking about Trump or <laughs> not today Satan not today uh so Joyce Joyce the galleries open on the weekend. Summers! <laughs> Mom, I desperately need your help with something. Can we please run away? But the gallery. It's open on the weekend. Oh, my fucking God. Uh, so Buffy's like sadly looking at a yearbook. Why isn't she with her friends? Be sad with your friends. Probably just full from that bite of dinner you nearly had. Uh, Joyce simultaneously glosses over a possible eating disorder. The comment about the way you've been eating. We can afford to have the lights on. And with that line... Also puts more financial burden on Buffy, as if Buffy being alive is cause for Joyce's pain and suffering. I think you had a good point about the that scene, Joyce talking to Buffy, juxtaposed like where like Buffy's actually experiencing hurt and like strife and things are going on. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because Joyce is like, mm, "You're having boy troubles. No one wants to take you to the dance." I knew it all along. See, I know more than you think I do, Buffy. Like, what are you gonna do when she comes back and her prom dress is soaking wet and smells like a lake? <laughs> nothing. The answer is like, nothing, Joyce. Great night. <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, moving on. But I thought it was interesting because it had like cut to that from a scene of Xander laying in bed feeling so sad for himself listening to sad country music, which is what she describes as literally what Xander is experiencing. No one wants to go to the dance with him and he's really sad. Meanwhile, sure. Buffy is facing her own mortality and is like, okay, mom, thanks for being totally off base all the time. And thanks for the weird dress. Yeah, it was like weird tonal shifts where it's like, I'm really sad and I'm looking at my friends because this is the last time I ever will. A dress, cool. And then like, I'm wearing the dress and then I'm going over to Willow's. It's such a weird, all of that was so fucking fast. Just, well, the like, way that scene through. is introduced is by Joyce saying, it, Buffy, the news, Willow, implying Terrible. Willow was murdered. Uh, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> or Willow like freaked out. Yeah. They was, just like, need an excuse for Buffy to end up at Willow's Which house. they didn't yeah. need that. It could have been Willow calling Buffy yeah. and it would have been would have made more sense would have made so much more sense so um, that was really that was probably the weakest part of the uh, on a well-written episode buffy is trying to deal with what she heard from giles that she's supposed to die right and joyce is like i got you this dress and i'm like you know totally off to the side and i have no idea what's happening with my own daughter True. and then she, she said um yeah you had your whole life before you talking about joyce being like i met your father at that dance blah 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 and then she's like yeah i guess i did and then buffy says must be nice and it's just like so cutting and joyce is just like bobbing off in the background like no idea what buffy is dealing with and it just felt like i don't know such a poignant moment where she was just like i don't know what that feels like because i will never have that like even even if she doesn't die now like right just being this layer like she can't quit right even though she said she did but even it's cutting on joyce where it's like your life was ahead of you but now it's behind you yeah and joyce is like yeah my life is nothing (laughs) buffy puts on a different leather jacket over her uh dress yep thanks for keeping this on on track (laughs) (laughs) tell your friends tell your friends buffy you go to see willow to comfort her tell your friends what's going on don't just leave awkwardly and say take care. Although that is a very like poignant thing. It's goddamn it, tell your friends. It is. I, I feel the same way. And I feel like everyone does such a good job. Buffy, Jenny, Xander, Willow, they have a great scene together. Well written. Oh man, what do we do? We stay calm. Trusting. Calm? I think he's right. 
I'm sorry. Colin may work for Locutus of the Borg here, but I'm freaked out and I intend to stay that way. Xander. How could you let her go? As the soon-to-be purple area on my jaw will attest, I did not let her go. Well, how can we help her? Uh, I'm sorry to bring this up, but we also have an apocalypse to worry about. Do you mind? How come she's in the club? Hey. Once the master gets free, the hellmouth opens, the demons come to party, and everybody dies. I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't. Right now, I gotta help Buffy. We don't even know where she's gone. No. But I can find out. Everybody throws so much shade at Jenny for being at the party. It's like, she fucking helped you cast a demon on the internet. I don't know why they think she's inept or not part of this world, but they're like, why is Jenny here? I like that you're so. Did they know that she helped, though? I think Ooh, that's a good so. question. I guess it is just her and Giles in the library. When yeah. Buffy tells Willow, I'm going to die. What is Willow going to do except feel shitty? I don't know. Come up with a plan. Do something. They're so inactive. Season two on Willow would. Season well, one I mean, Willow is But a I think noodle. that Giles does. Giles is like, well, I'll just go do it. That's true. And he does. Yeah, he, come up with the plan. he's the only one that came to the, like, <laughs> I should go fucking help. But or what do, do you expect no out of Xander and Willow? no one what was happening. Xander and Willow. Did, Angel fair. should fucking go. I better go. I should. Go. He said. So, so I think in hindsight, it probably seems weird. Like, why isn't this warrior coming to help Buffy? But at the time, like watching it the first time, I don't know that you would look at Angel and think, oh, yeah, he could totally kill the master because we haven't seen him do anything. Yeah. This yeah. whole season is like, none of this makes sense. Yeah. If you know anything. But still, happens. Angel probably should have <laughs> Try your best. Like, what do you have to lose? Right. I agree. Your and whole you life is Buffy, just watching right? Buffy. So like, You've got go nothing else it. to live for. Darla's if the master dead. kills you, so what? Your life sucks. Yeah. Xander and Angel scenes are the worst. You do not get a lot of them. It's yeah. really weird how little I feel like they've ever been together. I think it's very rare, yeah. It is, because he leaves after three, right? So it's like we only have this short time period with him, and he definitely does not show up in Angel. So, Jesus, like, that's it. Yeah. You know, Spike and Buffy get are the only ones that get... Uh, Willow gets to go. That's yeah, it. And yeah. um, Oz... In the yeah, end right, of one right. So yeah, season one of Angel is weird and bad. It is. I mean, there's <laughs> I like no... season one of Angel. It's better than like season three and four with the uh, weird mystical well, pregnancy true. and shit. But season five, baby, gross. Season it's five. five. Again, crazy. why is season five so good? Because fucking Spike. Spike. Yeah. Well, okay. Calm and they're gonna turn I into like... puppets. Spike, look at you. Just turn around and walk away. You're a Spike. You're a bloody puppet. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wee little puppet man. <laughs> Ow! Hey, that's enough. You look ridiculous. Get out of here, Spike. Oh my god, Angel, you're a- Shut up! There's a weird moment of homophobia with the Angel and Xander scene. Looking at the neck. Yeah. Stop looking at my neck. Yeah, it's gross and weird. Like- it's so unnecessary, it doesn't even, like... It was, just felt really out of place. Even really understand what the point of it was, except for maybe to try to illustrate that Xander thinks the angel isn't safe. But we already know he right. is. Right. So I don't, like, do, are they trying to establish that Xander thinks that, like, yeah, angel has a soul, but maybe if he can get you in a dark corner, he'll just kill you and leave you? Because that doesn't make sense. That's the only reason why I think you could justify it. Yeah. Well, and we just had the scene before to establish that Xander doesn't trust Angel no matter what. Because right. at the end of the day, I just kind of think you're a bad guy. Yeah. A no, at the end of the day, I just kind of think you're a vampire. Yeah. 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 Which, duh. Yeah, it so, it's duh. Like, uh, there are a shit 
ton of vampires called to the school. More vampires than I think we ever see on screen at Girl, once, aside from the Turdotcon. I like, mentioned there, I was like, dude, you got all the extras. Like when the Walking Dead were coming yeah, out, yeah, they yeah. got everyone. They were just like, you into this? It's, Homeless guy, you're in. It's so <laughs> funny Everyone's you in. said Walking Dead, because I was like, they look more like zombies than vampires. They did. Well, they, they acted like it, too. No reason. Like, yeah. Yeah. So we're weirdly shuffling forward. Terrible. Which brings I us mean, to the real hero of the episode, Cordelia Chase. Thank you for showing up and crashing <laughs> to the school and being driving through the school. <laughs> that was great. Every moment she was in that episode was pure gold. <laughs> Which is most episodes. She's, she's, she's pretty the, much the best. Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited for season but two. But I like that they were like, we need to go to the library. And she's like, okay. And Willow was like, usually we walk. And <laughs> Cordelia just accelerates. She's like, I got you. <laughs> Slams on the brakes right in front of the library. Everything was so convenient, too. It's like Buffy's fighting. This is happening. Like, everything is so perfect. I liked all of the ending. I liked I liked uh, the weird fucking whatever puppet zombie things that like connected with the coils. You know, oh, yeah, like Willow's monster. going down. The world's ending. I loved it. I, I thought it was really fun. The Hellmouth was over the library. Dope. Uh, Giles coming. A vampire. Yeah, absolutely. And Giles like with Zach's like trying to fucking destroy this. It was great. I love. Xander it. is terrible at CPR. He needs to go to the Grey's Anatomy or lost. Oh, nice. School. Oh, where you just punch people in the heart? Yeah. Of heart punching. Oh, school of heart punching. It's the most effective form of medicine, I've learned. Well, Thank shit. Thank you, Grey's Anatomy. Wasn't the fucking Jack just like, yeah. get up! Yeah. I'll come alive again. That's He's happened in at least fuck. once a season in Grey's oh, Anatomy, Anatomy where somebody they're like, the someone's shit. dead, and they're like, don't die on me! Boom! And then they're like... <gasps> <Yep>. <laughs> heart punch. Well, and then also, and then also she... Um, Woke up and didn't spit the water out. Yeah, right away. Really, so yeah. she's like, Let's... still retaining the water. And they were like, "Here, Sarah, uh, here's some water. Please mm-hmm. spit it out now. Come on. Let's. This is a TV show. Oh my goodness. Let's take a moment and talk about this dumb. I don't have breath thing because Please. Angel doesn't need to breathe to stay alive however he can't inhale and exhale we see this over and over again you see the vampire's breaths this is probably a mistake but in the cold you can see their breath misting as they're breathing in and out there's a scene where angel is panting because he's been running we see spike so many times smoking cigarettes which one would assume you have to inhale to like otherwise what's the point he's just holding it in his mouth like no we see him exhale out the smoke right so obviously vampires we have established can breathe in and out oxygen but what they're doing is breathing out oxygen, which a human breathes in oxygen and breathes out carbon dioxide, right. which you can't actually then breathe in. So when you're giving CPR, it would make a better sense for a vampire straight to give you oxygen. CPR. Straight oxygen. Than for a human to do it. So for Angel to say, I have no breath, and then for the plot to force Xander to be the hero, and like the only time he ever gets to be the hero besides the Zeppo, which fucking doesn't count. The Zeppo! <laughs> no! Is so two? bullshit because Fuck. Angel would have been a better hero. He was the better man. Just like when he gets the fucking necklace at the end of the show and Spike is sad about it. Whatever. True. true. All of this is true. I don't appreciate I'm so bitter. the Zeppo hate, but I do appreciate literally everything else. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait for the Zeppo. The theme song is weird. It's only the 10 seconds. It ends abruptly. It doesn't really add anything. There's no slow-mo. There's no fun in anything. It's just like, here's part of the theme song. Oh, it's, it's over. It reminded me of Breaking Bad. It reminded me of other shows that do that shit. It's very strange. And I feel like it's very much a very specific moment. 
And I'm sure they thought they were going to get canceled after 12 episodes. Right. And it makes sense if it was only 12. This would have been great. So they do the 10 second actual theme song, right? Which right. is garbage because it doesn't fit anywhere and it's really <laughs> awkward. But They were walking down the street. But let it be known. at the very end, they also play the theme song, but they have a piano version I of did, it. I did, yeah. And that makes way more sense because she's just it's, killed the master. Well, Everything is tight. And that feels like a bow. That feels like a ribbon on the yeah. season. That is perfect. Well, and the walking was fun. If I was going to play guitar over anything, it would be the three of them walking. Like badasses, you know, through the night, whatever. Yeah. But, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like that. No, it did. Of course, they, it didn't. Because no one else has ever done this. That lasted forever. Felt more badass. Where nothing happened for three solid minutes. <laughs> than, than this. this is what I'm saying. Like they could have done it. It would have been fine to use that song. They just did. Buffy becoming the Slayer because I thought that yes. was like a really powerful moment because before I think for the whole season um, the stakes aren't really there they get raised when you find out you know holy shit Buffy could really die and you start to recognize like what is the world of the Slayer but I think the moment that she comes back to life and they're like and she's like I have to go end this and they and Angel and Xander are both like but you're weak you can't do this she says no I feel strong and she has that like moment and I think that is like a really defining moment of the show because it's sort of like the delineation for me between Buffy learning to be the Slayer and Buffy becoming the Slayer like that was her being like forged in fire she like went through the gauntlet like she has nothing to fear she did the scariest thing there is like you know she has become the slayer but i think it's interesting because in the moment where she becomes the slayer she is now just a slayer because kendra has been called somewhere else and is now being prepared to be the next slayer but buffy takes on the mantle of the slayer and she remains the slayer till the very end of the show and anyone else who is a slayer is just a slayer not the only slayer and if you are curious about this conversation please see Nightmares (laughs) Nightmares <laughs> where we talk about this Daniel learns length. that yes. <laughs> there's only one Slayer in the whole world or at least until supposed to be. now, until now. <laughs> so it's kind of fun I, I like that and I kind of forgot about Kendra's person too. The, <laughs> the death of her makes a lot of sense but also I think what you were saying what's the episode where she what's the uh, season 5 finale where Buffy does again where Buffy yeah, does the again gift, yeah. the gift yeah I feel like she goes into that with way more confidence oh, yeah. than yeah. this because she gets the score. She understands what she's doing. Uh, Won't be the first time I died for the world. Yeah. yeah. So well, I think, you know, after that moment with the master, it's like she would, she knows that this is going to kill her. She's willing to deal with that because she's already faced it. Like the idea of dying doesn't scare her anymore. Right. And that's what she whispers to Dawn, like being in this world, like the hardest thing is to live in it. Like she recognizes that dying is going to be easy for me. Like I'm done. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like you do, you go and do the hard thing. Do your thing. <laughs> right. But of like, existing. I feel like this is the moment where she has that revelation. Like she's no longer scared of death. Like in some ways she like is death. She brings death to people. She has died. Death is your gift. Yeah, death is her gift. Death is your gift. Death is your gift. (laughs) 
that moment where she says, I feel strong. Like, she's like, has this high from it almost. Like, let's fucking do this. Like, I'm ready. I wasn't ready before, like, but now I am. So I just think that's really powerful. And one of the reasons why this is such a good episode is because you see, like, that dichotomy of her being scared and, like, a 16-year-old girl and then her becoming the Slayer. Like, capital T, capital S. As Buffy's walking away, the very last scene, she says that she's really, really hungry. So sad. Which, as we know later, means that she's probably also really horny. All right, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Let's talk about what we learned. More learning corner time. Daniel's face was perfect. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to counter that. It's like fruit punch. Oh, I saw where it was coming when you said she was really hungry, and I was like, oh, no. Don't say it. She's 16. <laughs> oh, no. You have fruit punch mouth. What? What did you learn from this episode, Stacia? I learned that you can't trust prophecies and that libraries are dangerous. Prophecies are bullshit. Yeah, we know your take. I learned that friends were stronger together. And oftentimes the hardest thing is the right thing. Sometimes you gotta die. <laughs> All right, let's rank this sucker. It's the very last one. This is a long episode. I know. Oh, God, I'm so <laughs> Couldn't keep the ship straight. <laughs> I tried so hard to go. Um, Willow hacked something slash. We talked about the net. Gave it a seven because she did mention the net. I mean, I want that to yeah, be clear Jenny, too. Je- when Jenny's in the party, we're we're going to be talking about the net. But then when they were Techno walking down the stairs. represent. That's right. But when they were walking down the stairs too, she mentioned the net with uh, before um, Xander talked to uh, Buffy with their dating thing or yeah. whatever. She oh, I mentioned didn't. that. Yeah, she was like, I'm surfing the net, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So. Joyce is a terrible mom, gets a three. Oh. Ooh, which is higher than I thought, but she did buy Buffy a dress. Like she was like, was I nice. noticed this and I did this without you asking me to. So materialistic goods are better than like physical love. She got a three, not a maternal nine. love. Let's, maternal love. Right? Let's keep it. I mean, three is generous. <laughs> I mean, it's a one I, ten when I, I see her face. So. Said maybe a two. There you go. Gets one point for the dress. Nice. Okay. Uh, ridiculousness of the monster league slash the big bad. Get a 10, because Master is the only the person to kill Buffy. The only big bad to kill Buffy. Because even Glory doesn't count, because it was a mystical portal that killed yeah. her in the end. It Buffy wasn't... sacrifices herself. The apocalypse comes, beat me. The Master's existence is awesome. Right. And it, and it pays off in its own ways, but it doesn't pay off on screen. And it pays, well, it does pay off in season seven, but being the first, you know, showing right. up, which was awesome. I think we But get... man, I wish we would have had a better master you know because even in this season he wasn't in a lot of episodes mm-hmm. i mean I probably get, four uh, or five in the mayor what the master could have been soul slipperier than a greased weasel why do you think i sold mine <laughs> relationship goodness or slash badness i gave it a nine because i thought they were good yeah I think but also good... like they weren't together that was why they got a nine out of ten because like the really Buffy is getting the nine if you want to pick anything because Buffy's being an amazing friend to not only her friends but the entire world by being willing to give herself <laughs> stretching it a little to friend of the world Buffy vampire nothing. slayer friend of the world <laughs> this category means nothing <laughs> and if they would have come together to fight the big bad they would have got a ten Jesus I don't get well, Giles it Giles tried I hate to help it. Jenny helped Will I helped hate, I hate you know who's getting a ten 
Noah's getting Xander a 10. saved Buffy. Season 4, episode 21 is oh, getting Jesus. a 10. Because that's all of our friends... That's the episode. That's the episode they kill Adam. Because all of our friends get together to fight Adam. They all form a super Buffy. You can't last much longer. We, we can. We, we are, are forever. Shamiandan. Geshtumiandan. Zemiandan. Interesting. Giles level of Giles. Is, you gotta let it go. Gets a, it gets a nine of ten. Because she's just gonna manipulate whatever. Giles slept right. in the library. It doesn't get much more Giles than that. And is real concerned when the vampires are attacking. His and he office. gets knocked out. <laughs> and he gets knocked out. Which is Giles awesome. alert is is on point. All right, and then episode specific. Buffy lives. Buffy dies. Buffy dies. Buffy lives. I should say. Buffy dies. Buffy lives. Ten of ten. Let me start again. Episode specific. Buffy dies, Buffy lives. 10 of 10. That gives us a grand total of 48, which is the highest for the season. Oh! Pew, pew, pew. Go figure. Who Even though Joyce's points sunk <laughs> yeah, like an really. anchor. So final ranking for the season. Dun, dun, dun. This Prophecy Girl is number one for the season. One Whoa. of 12. Also one of 12 for Stacia. Whoa! <gasps> Me too! Not really, because, because you don't do I don't do the season. 12. So I did, I gave it uh, 33. 33 out of 137, which puts it above um, Welcome to the Hellmouth slash Harvest, which I'm doing the two together uh, by a couple. So that's it. That's it. We made it through the whole fucking season. Prophecy whole Girl is in the books. It was a great episode. The first season was a rough ride, but... Uh, there's a lot of powerful moments in this one, and I'm really, really glad that... I mean, even if the show had ended on this... No, I'm really glad it wouldn't.